You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. You know, I feel like we did this about, I don't know, 12 hours ago or so, but here we are again. Uh, We started this week with the Patriots. We're going to look at the NFL now. Greg Bedard, of course, with me, as you all know. want to remind you that we're brought to you by BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book for over 25 years, and Legends, a premium athletic apparel built for the modern athlete, owned by some of your favorite athletes, including the man himself, number 55, Willie McGinnis, Greg has a gigantic cup of coffee. He is ready to go on short rest. Let's start with the uh, AFC predictions. What we're going to do is we'll go through each division of the NFL. We will give you one thing that is overrated about the division, one thing that is underrated about the division, and then we will give you the winner of the division before we get into our playoff predictions. Greg, let's start with the AFC East. What is overrated in this division? Tua by Dolphins fans. I just I I find it, or at least Dolphins Twitter. Um, I just find it funny that they've. And look, I understand it. Trust me, I grew up a Dolphins fan. I mean, I pretty much ceased being a Dolphins fan once Marina retired, but I have been a fan before, so I understand it. That it's been how long since they've had a real quarterback since Dan Marino, and you know they they had a first round pick. They tanked. They decided Tua was the guy, so they believed. And, you know, he could still be the guy. I'm not closing the book on him. But, you know, they when it comes to interest in like Deshaun Watson or any other quarterbacks, they twist themselves into pretzels because they don't know what they don't know what to do because they're all in on Tua. They want to believe in Tua, but they're also Dolphins fans. So if the Dolphins get another quarterback, they're OK with that. Like, I, I just think Tua. I think Tua is fine. I I think he's going to be a solid quarterback. I don't know if he's going to be great. I do think he has great intangibles. I just don't, I think he's a little bit too small and slight and I just think that Dolphins fans have put way too much faith in him and and they should just be open to other options. I'll see your Tua and I'll raise you the entire Miami offense. I think it's overrated. <laughs> Tua, yeah. you said all you needed to say. The offensive line I think, you know, last year they had the excuse of being young. Well, they're now in their second year together. If they're not good again, we can get rid of the youth excuse. And, you know, we touched on it on the Patriots pod that we did last night. The offensive coordinator situation is a disaster. It's been a disaster since Flores took over. So I think that Miami offense is overrated. All right, give me what is underrated in this division. 
I just think I think Zach Wilson overall. I don't know about this season, but I I don't think people. I don't know how much they've really seen him yet uh, play. And um, look, he didn't get off to a great start in the preseason, but you know, once he starts playing this season and once he gets settled and the Jets get a little bit settled, and you know, hopefully a guy like Becton is out there all the time and protecting him. This kid is just—he's just special. The way he throws the ball, the way he makes plays—it is Mahomes-like. I don't—I—I I don't want to say he's going to be like Patrick Mahomes. Somebody got blowback. I think it was Tony Romo got blowback. But it was Romo because he didn't say that he was going to be—you know—Mahomes-like. He said pretty much that he could be at Mahomes's level, which I think is a little bit different than yeah. saying he's similar to Mahomes. Yeah, but yeah, I—I I just think that their their ability to make plays off of script throwing the ball on the most part. Um, you know, we've seen guys make plays with their legs off the script, and and we understand that. But, you know, the, I think what makes Mahomes special is his ability off schedule, off script, out of the pocket, on the fly, his ability to make plays down the field in the passing game. There are not we there are not many quarterbacks can, that can do that. Patrick Mahomes was really the first guy to to open up everyone's eyes to that. Josh Allen can do some things. I don't think he's he's not as creative as these other guys. He just he's strong and just is like I'm going to I'm going to throw this and normally it works. These other guys they're like they're artists outside of the pocket. Um Mahomes and and I think Wilson has a chance to be like that. Uh but unfortunately he got drafted by the Jets. I think defense is underrated. In the AFC East, think about it this way. 2021, we all think about offense. We think about fantasy football. Look at the head coaches in this division. Every single head coach is a defensive guy. McDermott, Belichick, Flores, and Sala. I think people overlook the fact that all four of these defenses, especially when the Jets add a little bit more talent, are going to be very difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. Who wins the division, Greg? I, I, again, like I said last night, it, I think it's Buffalo, but I was really conflicted between them and the Patriots. I think it's going to be really, really close. Um, good for the Patriots that the two Buffalo games are very late in the season. Uh, I think that really helps them, uh, and I don't underestimate them. I still don't – I don't – even though you talked about the Bills' defense, which is the right thing to do because um, overbalance over 17 games, I think they're – they're a good unit, and McDermott, you've seen it in the past in Carolina, McDermott's defenses uh, do well statistically or at least against the bulk of the league. I just think the Patriots have the ability, and I don't think they're quite as – Buffalo's quite as talented at the linebacker position as everyone makes them out to be, to be a really great defense, and I think the Patriots have had the ability with Josh McDaniels in their scheme to, to, to really do some damage against that defense. Talked about it last night. I've got Buffalo. Let's go to the AFC North. Overrated. Jadeveon Clowney's impact on the Browns defense. I can't believe people still talk about Clowney. I mean, like, like he's some sort of impact player. <laughs> like, when when has he ever made an impact? Where? Like, what has he done? And, like, I, I'm reading – I'm doing research last night. I'm reading stories about the Browns, and people are bringing up, oh, yeah, Clowney on the other side of Miles Garrett and, you know, this and that and, like – Dude, he's going to be hurt half the season. He's going to play like six games. He's going to cash checks. That's what he's good at. He's good at cashing checks. And I can't believe people keep giving him chances over and over again to, to really be a starter. But, yeah, he's in a good position. And could this finally be the year where he delivers on his talent? Yeah, 
But at this point, you kind of who you are, who you are. And to me, that's wildly overrated. Mike Tomlin. I've been saying it for years. Mike Tomlin uh, on the road against mediocre teams that they should beat. Look at the collapses in the last three to five years. I mean, it has become a trend for the Steelers to get off to a very good start, to only stink it up in the end, getting blown out at home last year by the Cleveland Browns. Mike Tomlin's overrated. Underrated, Greg. Underrated. Uh, <laughs> how how over his head David Cully is with the Texans. Oh, I oh. mean, we haven't seen like we like. Hold on, hold on, hold, I would on. Put... Oh, hold on. That's AFC South. We're the North. Oh, sorry. When are we in the North? We're in the North. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Underrated. <laughs> sorry, I jumped ahead. It's okay. I jumped ahead. I, we bad. all feel bad for David Cully. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, underrated. I think the Ravens' defense. I think, you know, people, I think they think they're good, but I really like, you know, the 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 linebackers that they drafted two years ago are now two years in the system. Uh, I like what they've done on the edge. I don't think they're going to miss Judon all that well, and I think they're they're great. They're going to be great against the run. I think that I think that defense is going to be really good, and it really plays into you know where they are offensively with Lamar Jackson, where they're still going to be mostly run based, and and I think it all I think it all fits together well. I think the Cleveland secondary. A lot of people fall in love talking about the defensive line, like you just talked about, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney. Cleveland infused a bunch of talent in that secondary. They brought in Hill. They brought in Johnson. If Ward can be healthy, he's a really good corner. I think that Cleveland secondary, it's not great. It's not perfect, but I think it's better than people give them credit for. Who's going to win the North, Greg? I have the Ravens. I wanted to go Browns, but um, I don't have a whole lot of faith in that it's all going to come together and they're the Browns. I just think that the I think that I think the the Ravens are just overrated nationally by people, and uh, everyone wants to grab onto something new. I just think they're really good, and I think Eric DaCosta, uh, shout out to the Taunton native, has has done a really good job since taking over for Ozzie Newsome, really making that that roster. I mean, look, <laughs> making making that roster roster really good from top to bottom. I mean, look at the guy Sean Wade that the Patriots drafted. They drafted the guy in the fifth round. He had a good camp, and they can't fit him. Because their secondary is too good. So I, I just think that I think people are sleeping on the Ravens overall. I'm concerned about the Ravens offense this year. They brought in wide receivers to try to fix the issue of not having a good enough pass game. Nobody's been healthy. Hollywood Brown's been out. He finally came back. Rashad Bateman's on the IR. Uh, you look at Miles Boykin, he's on the IR. Sammy Watkins is never dependable. Mark Andrews is the only target that they have in that passing game that is dependable. That's why he just got that big fat ass contract extension. I think they're going to put everything on Lamar Jackson's plate. I think Jackson has to be 2019 good, if not better, for this yeah. to be good enough. And I don't think they're going to be. Hook me up. Choo choo. I'm on the train of the Cleveland Browns, bitches. I'm going Browns. I'm going <laughs> Browns. Baker, Baker, the touchdown <laughs> maker. That run game, that offensive line, that roster is loaded. Let's go to the AFC South. Bust oh, out your Bernie Kosar jersey this year. Yeah, that's right, baby. Give me the Kosar jersey. Uh, AFC South, you've been waiting for underrated, but let's first hit overrated in the <laughs> AFC South. I'm frothing at the bit to get the David Cole. Uh <laughs> Overrated. Uh, I, this is just a guess because I haven't seen him do much in a long time. I just want to say Carson Wentz overall. Um, you know, you put together the vaccination status and, 
you know, I don't know. He had an injury already when he was there and you know what went on in his exit in Philly and how he became kind of a diva there. And uh, I don't know. I just think that everybody thinks he's going to ride in and save the franchise and, and they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. I would like to believe that because I think I think the GM, Chris Ballard, has done a really good job there. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just not buying on Wentz. Ryan Tannehill. Regular season Tannehill versus postseason Tannehill. Yep. In the playoffs, this guy has been mediocre, if not trash. Uh, and without Derrick Henry, I don't know if he's going to be able to sustain that offense. The questions about Julio Jones, too. Is he still Julio Jones? We talked about that when he went to Tennessee because the Patriots were, of course, rumored to be involved. But I say Tannehill. Well, we all know Greg's underrated uh, portion of this uh, of this division. Tell me how bad you feel about David Cully, Greg. David Culley. I mean, he just he he's gonna be along the lines of like Jim Tom Sula with the 49ers. Uh the, yeah. what'd you say? Dan Campbell with the Dolphins, even though he was kind of interim. Yeah, Dan Campbell. I mean, you know, all those one-year wonders across the league, guys who like were just there as a placeholder because the Texans couldn't figure out what to do and no one would take the job. You know, they go with a guy who honestly I didn't know who it was when they signed him. I, when they were talking about, it. I didn't know who he was on the Raven staff. And uh, I, it's just, I feel bad for, he seems like a really, really nice man. And I feel bad that this is, is going to be his one chance, but uh, you know, hopefully he's a really good positional coach uh, and he can keep doing that once this one year of hell is over. Yeah. I mean, I'll join you with Cully. Let's jump to the winner in the AFC South. I, I mean, I get, I don't, I, I think it's going to be the Colts. I don't see it with the Titans. I don't think the Titans are good enough defensively. Um, like you said, and I was going to mention this, but I'll mention it here. You know, for as well as Ryan Tannehill's done in Tennessee, isn't he still really kind of the same guy that he was in Miami? He just has a running game. I mean, he has, you know, teams can't, he, he, he teams have to put, uh, resources to stopping the running game so that opens up the passing game when when someone stops their running game all of a sudden he's 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 Miami Ryan Tannehill again and and you know he's had a fine career but uh I just think Tennessee's there's too much work to do on that defense I think that the Colts are just better overall and the and Frank Reich figures out how to get uh representative quarterback play out of Wentz and whoever else and and whether it's Jacob Eason or what have you uh I think they I think they have enough to win the division uh it's between Indy it's in Tennessee and it's a tough call for me I'll lean Tennessee I just think they have a little bit more stability and they have a little bit more cohesion from year to year it might be a slow start for Wentz you know they've got Fisher as a left tackle last time we saw him he blew his Achilles out Nelson had the same injury that Wentz had in the foot Wentz, of course, again, coming back from the injury. As you mentioned, he's unvaccinated. T.Y. Hilton is injured. It could be a slow first month, month and a half for Indy. And Tennessee might be able to build a little bit of a cushion. So I'll lean slightly, not strongly, to the Titans. All right, let's go to the AFC West. Overrated in the West. The Chiefs putting Orlando Brown at left tackle. I mean, I know there's been a lot of reports, good reports about, hey, the 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 Chiefs' new offensive line is really coming together. Um that's fine in the preseason and in practice. I just think that Orlando Brown, who used to be with the Ravens, who is another guy, I would always be cautious of guys that the Ravens let go. Not a lot of them do 
a ton when they go other places. I mean, they're 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 good, solid players, so you're not going to lose money. But I wouldn't say they take off or anything like that. And I think Orlando Brown was a right tackle for the Ravens. They never really considered him much of a left tackle option. And he wanted a lot of money. They were like, we're not going to give it to you. And he's going to Kansas City. And not only is Can- did Kansas City, they're in the process of paying him, but now they're moving him to left tackle for Mahomes. I don't love that. I mean, I'd love Joe Tooney, of course, and maybe Tooney helps him. Uh, but I-, I think that Orlando Brown at left tackle could be a uh, a big sore spot for them. Chucky, John Gruden uh, started, what, 5-2 and two last year, ended 8-8. Eight and eight. This is a big year. I mean, if this guy didn't get paid like he got paid by Mark Davis, his job security would be overrated. The only deal that he's got, you know, cooking for him is that 10-year, $10 million per, which is likely going to keep him in Vegas. This team has a very, very tough uphill climb. They get a tough schedule. And when you look at the rest of the division, I mean, it's a tough division. Denver's no joke. You look at, uh, you know, the Chargers are an up-and-coming team now that they got Lynn out of there, who's awful. And you, of course, have Kansas City. So, Gruden, all day, you know, he has not proven he can win in this NFL. And until he does, I'm just not buying it. Uh, Underrated, Greg. How bad John Gruden's choice of defensive coordinator was this offseason with (laughs) Gus Bradley. I mean, they were in the same division, Nick. They had no problem with the Chargers' defense. Gus Bradley, how many years? Do we have to keep talking about how the the Seattle cover three, unless you have tremendous talent, it's dead. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's dead against you know. It, it just in today's quarterbacking, and it's just dead. And and I can't believe John Gruden, who you could say what you want about him as a head coach and being in charge of football operations, but as a game offensive game planner and play caller, he's still really really good, and. For him to say, yeah, well, go against the Chargers twice a year and say, that's the guy I want for my defense, which isn't all that talented. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, it's going to be an epic disaster on defense for them. And and it's simply because of the hire. How how could John Gruden not, like, look at the defenses that he went against and be like, God, those guys were really tough. They were tough to game plan against. No, he went against the simple thing. And this is going to go into the NFC East because I have a similar take in that division. But – God, just an awful, awful hire by John Gruden, and it's probably going to be the end of him. God, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Denver defense. I think they're sneaky good. Their secondary, I think, is really good. And mm-hmm. if Von Miller, if if Von Miller can stay healthy, if Bradley Chubb can stay healthy, I think that is a devastating pass rush. Vic Fangio, head coach, did some terrific things with Chicago. So I know Teddy Bridgewater is their quarterback. I don't look for huge things from their offense. But that Denver defense is good, and I think they're getting overlooked. Who's the winner? I mean, do we even have to talk about it? No, it's Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. All right, so before we jump to the NFC predictions, it's a big week, NFL week one. People are looking at lines. They're looking at over-unders. They're looking at prop bets. Greg, tell us about BetUS. Yeah, it's my favorite sports book, Nick. BetUS football is back, and it's time to get in on the action. I was last night. I was all over BetUS betting. You know, some I, I priced some some bets on the Buccaneers game. I'm hoping to. I got a lot of faith in Tommy and the boys, and not a lot of faith in the Cowboys. So hopefully, they give me a little winnings that I can play with this weekend. But I only endorse one sports book, and it's BetUS. I'm not just telling you that. I was on it. Like I said last night, I'll be on it today. 
getting I'm, I want some, some pretty nice parlays for this weekend because I have I have some faith that I know what I'm talking about at some point. But of course, week one, who the hell knows? Uh, BetUS has been America's favorite sports book for over 25 years. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and you need to know that you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, all kinds of crazy bets. And they will walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry gives you bigger bonuses than BetUS. Join now. Check out the offers, and you can get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. Uh, when you enter BSJ when you sign up to get the your, your bonuses at BetUS for a special bonus, BetUS.com, where the game begins. BSJ is that code. 200% in bonuses. Check out BetUS.com. NFC East, overrated. Dan Quinn's defense in Dallas. It's it's oh, similar. I mean, it's all it's like so- what are we doing here? I mean, I it's just look. It worked. It worked in Seattle with all that talent, like generational talent on defense, when quarterbacking was you know not quite to the level it is right now around the league, and also the offensive coordinators weren't. That, I mean, you know, the amount of Kyle Shanahan disciples that are around the league that that have been on the same staff. I mean, Shanahan was on the same staff with Dan Quinn. Like all those guys have the keys um, to the car to, to drive over these guys. And I just think, look, Dan Quinn, I love the guy, really nice guy. I go back a ways with him to the Dolphins, great energy. But, you know, they don't have the personnel to pull yeah. off this, this defense in Dallas. And I think they are just going to get flat out. And mind you, Brady kills this defense. So, I think the the Bucks are going to rip through the, the the Cowboys tonight, and it's just a taste of things to come. Relatively speaking, I need to say that the Washington defense. I think people look at Washington's defense and say, "Oh, they're going to be top three, top four in the league, maybe top." Five. I think they're going to be good, and they could even be really good by the end of the year. But I have to look at last year's schedule as they played an easy peasy one two three z schedule when it comes to quarterbacks. They played a bunch of backups. They, they played a bunch of guys who were just ham and eggers. Uh, their schedule was just so easy last year. They have a much tougher schedule this year. Uh, I think they will have slight regression. So I think people expect them to be even better. I think they might take a step back because of that schedule. And red zone defense was really good, which is kind of off and on every year to year. And uh, you know some other defensive metrics are very tough to repeat that they did last year being in the top five or six. So I think Washington's defense takes a slight step back. Underrated, Greg. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott in, in Dallas. And maybe, you know, maybe I fall under the hard knocks curse that, uh, and, and this often happens. Like I see a guy in hard knocks and I'm like, wow, that guy looks really good. He's going to be great this year. And I thought Zeke looked really good. I mean, the year before, I don't know. He looked out of shape. He looked fat. He wasn't that good. Uh, he looks ready to go. He looks quick. I think, uh, you know, I think McCarthy does some, I think his second time around, he's done some better things in the running game. And he, look, they, they're going to need to help Dak a lot because I don't think they can rely on him throwing 40 times a game coming back from this ankle thing. And so I think, I think if McCarthy does it right, and I have some worries about that because he's not the most creative guy, but if he can, if he can use Dak, the threat of Dak, and Zeke together, uh, I think 
I think Zeke can have a big year. Dallas offensive line to go hand in hand with what you just said. I feel like, you know, you go back three, four years ago, Dallas is seen as one of the best, if not the best offensive lines in the game. They certainly took a step back last year with injury. Yes, one or two guys are getting a little bit older, but if this unit is healthy, they're top five to seven in the league. So I think people are sleeping on the ceiling of the Dallas offensive line, figuring that they're dead already. I don't think they are. Who wins the division? I'm going with Washington. I'm not buying it. Like, I, I don't think Sirianni's up to the task in Philadelphia, and I do not like much of what's going on in Dallas. And so for that reason, and forget the Giants, they're going to be horrible. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going Washington. I'm going Dallas by default. Uh, Dak's better than Fitzpatrick. I think Dallas's offense is the best offense in the division. Uh, I just I can't trust Ryan Fitzpatrick in his up and down, up and down nature. As you said, Philly, who knows what the hell they're going to be. And Daniel Jones, the king of, uh, the king of terrible turnovers, as we saw in the preseason game with that awful pick in the end zone. And that offensive line is the drizzling shit. I, I don't know. <laughs> what Dave Gettleman is doing, but my he he's been talking about fixing the offensive line since he's been there, and they have been consistently one of the worst offensive lines in football. And they draft a guy last year, and Thomas in, in the top what top ten or whatever it was, and he's a turnstile offensive line stinks. Gettleman's done. NFC North overrated. Greg, uh. Hang on, I'm just going back to my notes. Uh, NFC North, um, overrated. Uh, I, anything going on with the Bears, I just, I don't know. I, I I just don't like any of that whole operation, you know, what they're doing with Dalton, what they're doing with Justin Fields. Like Fields, as opposed to some of the other rookie quarterbacks, I mean, just play the kid. Like, you know, his he's a special athlete. He needs to grow into being a quarterback at this level. But he is one of those... He he to me he has a chance to be he's a better much better runner straight runner than Russell Wilson is but I think he has that ability where he's built well and he can use his legs as a rookie to get him by in some certain situation make some big plays with his arm um and to me that guy needs to play right away Minnesota's defense they've got some issues with the pass rush they're so desperate for pass rush help they went out and signed Everson Griffin late in the process, a guy who called their quarterback ass, a guy who has plenty of uh, issues uh, off the field that he's had to deal with. And I don't think their secondary is terrific. Patrick Peterson, I don't know how much he's got left. So that Minnesota defense, because of Mike Zimmer, I wouldn't be shocked if it's good, but I think it's going to be overrated. Underrated. Uh, underrated is um, how good – Green Bay's running game could be this year. I think between, um, you know, AJ, AJ Dillon's now the number two back there and, uh, you know, Aaron Jones, them together and what LaFleur can do with the running game and obviously the threat of Rodgers and Devontae Adams and, you know, the tight ends in that offense. I just think, I think the running game could be special if, if LaFleur sticks with it. I'm going to give LaFleur some love. Yeah, everybody gives credit to Aaron Rodgers. And listen, Rodgers is terrific, as we know. But the move from McCarthy to LaFleur is just so damn obvious when you watch the team. Now, there are some still there are still some things that he he fails to do. I'm obviously NFC championship game, some decisions late in that game in the red zone, but he has changed this offense. He has made Rodgers better. He has made the run game better. 
And I think he has a really good handle on this football team. I think he will be able to get through all of the distractions that have hit them over the past few months, including Devontae Adams yesterday saying there's no chance I have a contract extension with this football team. I think LaFleur is, is underrated because everybody tends to throw everything at Rodgers. Who wins the division, Greg? Packers. They're clearly I'm, the best team. Yeah, I'm with you. NFC South, overrated. Uh, and actually, I, I, I've swapped um, positions there. Uh, so uh, overrated in the NFC South is, uh, I think, you know, the whole Taysom Hill thing. Uh, you know, I, I look. He's not a he's not a quarterback. He's, oh, he's not. And start? yeah, I mean, J- Jameis has clearly won the job. Um, just let him go. You know, I just want I want to see Jameis with a really good coach in Sean Payton and some pretty good talent around him, at least on the offensive line. And we'll see how the whole receivers and things comes together. But uh, you know, I just think Taysom Hill. I'm just. I'm hopefully that's over and done with, and he's just a football player from here on out. Big picture, the Saints. Just looking at where they are in the hierarchy of the NFL, they've had an awful offseason. I don't know if anything could go wrong any more than has gone wrong for this team. I mean, you look at, you have arrests, you have suspensions, you have injuries. Mike Thomas will be out for an extended period of time. Their number one receiver, I think, is going to be Traquan Smith. Uh, They let go Latavius Murray earlier this week because of money. So it's Alvin Kamara or Bust. Uh, You look at the defense, again, suspensions. They lost a couple of guys up front. I think this team is kind of all over the place, and I would not be surprised whatsoever if they finish at like eight and nine this year. I just, I'm not high on the Saints. Underrated, Greg. Uh, Giovanni Bernard in Tampa. Uh, We we all saw what he did with running backs. I'm still, I want to pick him up on my fantasy team if I could figure out who to swap him out for. But uh, I just think that, we saw what he's done in New England with a bunch of different pass backs. And a lot of it depends on how much they're even trailing this year. I don't know how much they're going to be trailing, which is when he loves to use a running back. But I think Bernard, he was you know considered a good, solid player in Cincinnati. But I think with Tom Brady and, and, and Bernard's ability in the pass game, I just think he could be he could be tremendous. And it all depends on how many close games there are or when they're trailing and they need to go shotgun with one back i think bernard would he'll be great with tom brady yeah i'll say tampa's run game i'll go with you i mean i think a lot of people fall in love with brady they fall in love with you know all the pass catchers they have but if arians wants to run the ball left which wants to run the ball they have one of the best running back rooms in football fournette ronald jones the deuce and then you've got geo bernard i mean you've got a stacked running back room who wins the division we know who wins the division right no doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they, look. I I still think they have a legit chance to go undefeated. I do, and and I don't just say that lightly. And they're to return all those guys, have Brady be motivated to do what he did in New England again, and New England's on the schedule this year, and the division. There's no Drew Brees anymore. Like you know, lo- load up. They're 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 going to do really well this year. Best division in football, I think. NFC West overrated. Yeah. Trey Lance, we talked about a little bit on the Patriots pod. Like, you know, I don't think people are really watching the games. He, 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 look, he can run and on a design shot play, he could throw the hell out of the ball and throw it pretty accurately. But 
to be a quarterback, he makes a lot of turnover-worthy plays, and he throws the ball 100 miles an hour like all the time. Guys have a tough time catching the ball. Um, he is just – he's not ready. I don't think he's going to be ready this entire season. I would be surprised outside of a Jimmy injury that Lance gets a chance to be the full-time quarterback. You, of course, you can't put anything Kyle's, uh, past Kyle Shanahan. He could pull sort of like a uh, – like Andy Reid or what have you, where, uh, you know, sneaking a guy in at the last second, uh, you know, the Alex Smith scenario. But I don't see that for this year. I, I think I like Trey Lance. I think he's going to have a good career. I think the 49ers might have picked the wrong guy. Arizona's offense, not huge on the addition of A.J. Green, not huge on the addition of James Conner. And they've had some terrible, terrible issues in the preseason. Kyler Murray can't get on the same page as the receivers. And Cliff Kingsbury needs to evolve offensively. Uh, he's in this bad habit of, you know, pretty much what he did in college where he lines up guys where they are and they just stay there. There's not a ton of pre-snap movement. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins lined up on the left side of the field. I think it was like 88% of the time last year. So he's got to change some things. They've got to be more dynamic. And until I see it, I won't believe it. This is a head coach, of course who was under 500 at Texas Tech in college. He's under 500 in the NFL. If Arizona doesn't win this year, his ass is out. So I think Arizona's offense is being overrated a bit. How about underrated? Underrated is how easy the NFC West schedules are for all the teams. And this is a big reason why I picked three teams to I, I picked three teams to make the playoffs out of that division. Because they have this season, and no one ever really talks about this, and this is the this is probably one of the biggest reasons for jumps by certain teams every year is who they play divisionally. And this year, the West plays the AFC North where green Bay is the only good team in that division. Uh, and they play the AFC South. And you can't really tell me that any of those teams are world beaters. I and mean, Indian in Tennessee will be pretty decent. Jacksonville and Houston are rebuilding at best. So, it's underrated like how easy the NFC West schedules are. So I think that's going to help all of them in the playoff chase. Robert Woods. I think he's going to be sneaky good with Matthew Stafford. Who wins the division? Uh, I have tough San Francisco. I ha I just think Jimmy G. Look at you. Yeah, I, I went with uh, – yeah, we didn't even talk about the Rams, but I think we, you know, we will a little bit um, when we get to the playoffs. And look, I think the Rams are good. I think they're really they're really top heavy with their roster. Yeah, I think they're really thin. One big injury could derail them, yep. derail their whole season. I think they've skated on that for a while. They've gotten lucky with it. Yes, I like Matthew Stafford out there, and I think it's underrated, probably underrated how good he's going to be with Sean McVay. But at the end of the day, I just think the San Francisco's the better all-around football team. And cross your fingers that Jimmy stays healthy. I cannot predict or project health, so I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they're the most talented team in the division. I love the upgrade at quarterback Stafford over Goff. I just think they're good. And I think Sean McVay's a good coach. So I'm going to take the Rams. But I do agree with you about the top-heavy roster that's what happens when you trade a bunch of picks to bring in guys and that's what they've done they've continued to bail on first round picks for the last few years and that's what happens uh speaking of underrated since we just did overrated under you know what's underrated legends a premium athletic apparel built for the modern athlete owned by some of your favorite athletes including our guy willie mcginnis 
I waxed poetic about this stuff last night on the Pat's pod. We did just terrific stuff. The hoodie is a banger, and Greg's got uh, Greg's got a hoodie there. Uh, it looks like he's got the dark gray. I got the light gray yeah. hoodie. Oh. Uh, just a, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, it, it looks different. Really it nice. It feels different. This is top-of-the-line stuff. We're not talking about, you know, some mediocre gear that you're going to wear. This is top-of-the-line stuff. Legends, premium athletic apparel, legends.com. Use the code PATS20 to save 20% on your first order. That's not a joke. 20% off of your first order. You go to legends.com. Use the code PATS20. Tell them that Bedard and I sent you. You guys are going to be absolutely, and gals, thrilled, thrilled with Legends. Awesome athletic apparel. Check them out, legends.com again. Pat's 20, save 20% on your first order. All right, so you had playoff predictions. Honestly, I didn't know if you wanted to go through the entire playoffs. I only have the championship games in the Super Bowl. So I will will leave it to you, and you kind of give us the path as to what you see playing out. Okay, so, uh, well, I'll at least give you the path in the AFC because it involves the Patriots. So uh, this is what I see. I see KC getting the bye in the AFC. Uh, I think they're going to be that good. Um, Unfortunately, that's bad news for the Patriots. So I have, in the first round, I have number two, Baltimore, against the last-seeded Chargers. I guess that would be the seventh seed. Uh, And I have Baltimore winning. I have Mm. Buffalo against the Pats in the first Mm. round. Mm. The Pats beat the Bills oh. in the first round to advance. Everybody's got Mac fever. Uh, I have uh, then I have Titans, Browns, and I have the Browns. That means that it is Baltimore versus the Browns in the next round, the second round. I have the Browns uh, getting their revenge from the season. Baltimore wins the division. Browns win the playoff game. And I have the Pats losing at Kansas City and Kansas City over the Browns. Kansas City wins the AFC. We we would have a very similar path. My AFC championship game is Cleveland, Kansas City. I've got Cleveland shocking the world again. Choo, choo. Put me on the train, baby. The Cleveland Browns, the story of the year. They get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. What do you got in the NFC? So I have uh, my final four is Tampa Bay against the Rams. Mm, uh, and what a matchup that is. Donald and Ramsey against Brady and company. Yep. And I have Tampa Bay winning that. And I have San Francisco, Green Bay, another. I love that matchup in the, yeah, in the postseason. It's just classic. Yep. And uh, I, got, I, I have San Francisco winning that game. And I have San Francisco beating Tampa Bay. I have a San Francisco KC Super Bowl again. And KC wins again. I've got Green Bay versus Tampa Bay, a rematch of the NFC Championship game last year. Aaron Rodgers gets his revenge on Revenge Tour 2.0. Cleveland, the Packers in the Super Bowl. Green Bay wins. Rodgers says, see you later, Green Bay. He gets traded out after winning the Super Bowl. That's what's going to happen. All right, let's run that's, that's a That's a lot of Midwest people in one Super Bowl. There is. There's a lot, a lot of Midwest. A lot of Rust Belt. <laughs> All right, let's run through quickly uh, awards. Let's start with the MVP. Uh, MVP, I am going with uh, – I just lost my list. So why don't you go? I just lost my list. Hang on. Russell Wilson. 
the, the guy hasn't had a single MVP vote in his NFL career. It goes from zero votes to him winning it. Their offensive line is better. They added Eskridge and Everett to the offense. I think Shane Waldron is going to do wonders for Wilson in that pass game. So I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. I'm going with Josh, uh, not Josh Allen. I'm going with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I just think he's, you know, the toe surgery, he's got a better offensive line. I mean, people, if people want to put last season on Patrick Mahomes, you're just, you're, you're, you're completely out of your mind. I mean, it was all the offensive line blew and they still almost won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and so to me, that just shows he's just how good he is. And I think, I think he's still the best. And the run game also wasn't nearly as good as we thought it was going to be in Kansas City. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, Greg. Uh, why don't we just go? Did I say? Why don't we just go offensive player of the year first, and and then we'll get to the rookies. So right, offensive player of the year. I'm going. I'm going Devonte Adams of the Packers. I think he's just going to have a monster year with Aaron Rodgers. Shock the world here, Nick Chubb. The Cleveland story. They're Ooh. winning. He's going to get the touches again outside the box. I'll go Chubb, defensive player of the year. I think Chase Young with Washington. I was just so impressed seeing him in in the preseason against the Patriots, and I think, I think they have. I think they're going to win the division. I think he's going to be a big key. I think that gets him some votes. Nick Bosa, guy's a beast. He stays healthy. Uh, he's going to just kill the quarterback, be in the backfield all day long. I'll go with Mister Bosa. Uh, so, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. I'm going with Mac Jones. I mean, he is. If the Patriots do what I think they're going to do, that means that the quarterback has to be really good, and I don't see how any other rookie quarterback surpasses that. So I don't see how it's not Mac Jones. If the Patriots are in the playoffs, they're 11-6, and six, they do all that, it's got to be Mac Jones. I agree. Defensive rookie of the year. Uh, Pat Sertan with the Broncos, who was a guy, if the Patriots didn't go quarterback in the first round, that's I was hoping he would fall to the Patriots or they would trade up for him. I just think there's been really good reports about him. You know, I covered his dad in, in Miami. Uh, if he's the 2.0 version of Pat Sertan, then that kid's going to be really, really good. And he's been really, really good so far. I actually agree. I have Patrick Sertan as well. Denver's going to win with their defense. I don't think they're a playoff team, but they will win because of that defense. He plays a critical position, shut down corner. And he's ready now. Like, he is going to be good right now, game one. Uh, coach of the year, or do you want to go comeback player of the year first? We'll go comeback player. Uh, I'm going to go with McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, I think Dak has a chance, but I think that uh, McCaffrey, I think the I think the Panthers, I did not pick them for the playoffs, and that was a, that was a tough one. I think they're going to be really good this year. I think they're going to be a lot better this year, and I think McCaffrey's going to be a big reason, so that's going to give them votes. Yeah, the ESPN simulations they did had Carolina as the worst team in the league this year. Kind of surprised. Whoa, really? Yeah. Uh, wow. It was like 20,000 simulations or whatever. Comeback player of the year, I've got uh, Carson Wentz. Frank Reich, that offense. Reich has done wonders with quarterbacks, including Phillip Rivers, who I thought was toast last year, played pretty well. He's motivated. If he stays healthy, Indy will be good. I've got Wentz. And uh, how about coach of the year? I have Bill Belichick. <laughs> I, I just think, you know, I just think with everything that's gone on this, uh, <laughs> Belichick, Belichick, uh, I, I, Belichick, Belichick. <laughs> I just think that with the getting the rookie quarterback, all those decisions that he made there, the off season, it all comes together. 
you know, can you imagine? I think he could basically clinch it if they beat Tampa Bay in week four. Uh, I think he could basically clinch the award. I just think that he gets he gets uh he doesn't get enough tension every year, especially when Brady was here. He, he they'd just be like, Oh, well, he has Tom Brady, so what's the big deal? Well, you know, if he does it with Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback, um, I think you gotta give him his props. Brandon Staley for the Chargers. Rookie head coach. Chargers are full of talent. I think they're a playoff team. I think they go from seven and nine to a double-digit win season. And I think people look at it and go, wow, Staley did some wonders as a rookie head coach. Uh, do we have the the question of the day? You got that fired up for us? I figure we just we just skipped that for this week because I think this was uh, jam-packed enough with information. People might need to, like, rewind. Uh, yeah, so unless you have a question, you we could just go with the uh, – Nixie Radio is a member uh, if he has a question. I am a member. I got to pay for my membership. I do. I do a podcast with the guy who runs the website. I'll, talk, got, I'll talk to some people. Maybe we can uh, figure that uh, out. I got no questions for you. BSJ thirty nine ninety nine annual plan. Check him out, of course. Bedard doing some great work over there as always. Ton of video analysis. Direct access to him in weekly chats. Corrales and Connor. Uh, they just do a great job. Of course, Sean McAdam, who is a a local legend with Red Sox coverage. And, and by the way, you know, we did uh, we did well. Again, we should mention the New England Sports Survey, um, our podcast, again, tied for third, uh, which is just tremendous for us. And, but also, I mean, how about this? Boston Sports Journal, in terms of favorite writers, Boston Sports Journal had as many people on the list, two, myself and Sean McAdam, as the Boston Globe. And more than more than many other out, outlets, just you know, little old BSJ. So yeah. you know, look, we uh, we know what we're doing over at BSJ. If you're you know, if you're on the ropes, trust me, thirty nine ninety nine, it's nothing. It's like it's like five trips to the, to get coffee for for you people and and your orders. I'm too cheap to go buy coffee, so I brew my own. But uh, <laughs> you know, come aboard for the for the come aboard for the football season, and uh, trust me, you'll get plenty of bang out of your your buck that's what we're always focused on so come on over and check us out yes and thank you we love you for listening to us uh it's going to be a great season here with the podcast and thank you to betus.com and legends of course for sponsoring this podcast patriots dolphins sunday 425 kickoff mac jones Tua tunga bialoa we'll be back early next week to recap that game before we move on to week two. Until then, everybody, enjoy your football weekend. It's the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattle.